Good evening and welcome everybody to another edition of Coach Vogelai's Corner. I'm David Stearns. Joined with me on the phone, as always, is Coach Aaron Vogelai for the UMBC Retrievers. Coach, a uh, tough weekend loss on uh, Super, uh, Super Bowl Sunday against Penn State. Why don't we just dive right into it and uh, let's talk about what happened in that game. First period, three goals. You guys went down 3 nothing after one and two of the goals on a power play for Penn State, of course, a five-on-three that seems to haunt you guys because right after they scored on that five-on-three, they had one waiting on the other side with that five-on-four. Yeah, we uh, we didn't exactly get off to the start that we really wanted to. Um, I actually thought the first first eight nine minutes actually went pretty well. Uh, I thought it was back and forth. I think we were starting to kind of control play, and you know, Yossi took a took a penalty. It was an unfortunate. I didn't think he got him all that all that hard with the stick. You know, just kind of stick check them and but uh, you know these composite sticks these one piece sticks if you get them in just in the right spot no matter how hard you hit them they are going to break so mm -hmm. you know you got them okay so the thing snapped it's an automatic call and you know so that puts us down on a guy and then they're coming up on the power play we knew how they wanted to get up the ice and bloom went to step up on the guy and you know he just he just got a piece because the guy tried to jump around and it's almost an automatic call for a for a trip and all of a sudden we find ourselves five on three so you know it's unfortunate you, you have to get lucky to kill to kill all five on three and we weren't lucky on super bowl sunday so you know they they you know chris lewis is a, is a big body and he's strong and, and he puts a phys physical presence right in front of that and he was able to get a piece of it to take a one nothing lead and then i think they got kind of a lucky one to squeeze through drago on the five on four uh he usually has that one but just didn't on that night so we dug ourselves a hole, two nothing, and they got another one on a delayed penalty, um, a six on five at the moment. So, you know, it, it was it was unfortunate start, and you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we we made our bet, now we'll have to line it and go to regionals. Well, uh, before we move into what happened later on in the game, uh, you and Coach Pellis had talked about the uh, the fact that you guys had to stay out of the box. If you guys had stayed out of the box and those penalties, you know, didn't rear their ugly heads there early on in this contest, uh, would would this have been a different game in your mind? Because technically, after that first period, you guys were tied one-one all the way to the end. Yeah, I think we, I think we really picked it up. I think we, you know, it's like that old phrase in boxing: you know, you get punched in the mouth, you either get in or you get out. And we got punched in the mouth in the first period, and we definitely got in the fight. So. You know, it's just unfortunate. Twenty minutes too uh, too late. I mean, you can't play twenty minutes or forty minutes in these games. You got to play a full sixty. And Penn State played a full sixty. We played forty. Well, a team that plays sixty usually wins it. So, and I tip my hat to Penn State. They had a great they had a great game plan and they played very extremely well. Now, given how you guys handled the five on three and then the five on four, are you concerned about your penalty kill going into the weekend against Navy and the matcha playoffs that come up on the other side of that going into regionals? Always, I'm always concerned about our penalty kill. Um, I, didn't, I don't think that we've done a great job on it this year. You know, la last year we were we were in the 90s, so we did it. We had an excellent penalty kill, and even though we're using a lot of the same guys, just for whatever reason this year, you know, it just hasn't worked out well for us. So, well, you know, we, we we've got to do a better job of that. That's for sure, because we're only in the 70s right now. Well, you guys did have a, a couple of power play opportunities. It seemed that Penn State played uh, a physical but yet disciplined game, and they only took two penalties in this contest. 
you guys capitalized on the one opportunity, the first one that came early on in that uh, second period with the Dan Durante power play goal. Your power play, could it have used more opportunities, or do you think that this was an evenly matched game? I think it was really evenly matched. I mean, we had three penalties called on us. They had two penalties. You know, I mean, it's there was five penalties in a hockey game. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I'll ever find anybody complain about a, a, a game that's, you know, fast-paced, hard-hitting like this one was. And only and only five penalties called throughout the entire 60 minutes. So, you know, I mean, like I told you last, you know, last week, you know, I I, I prefer a game that's five on five. I mean, I think that we can dictate play a lot. I think we can do. I think we can play with just about anybody in the country five on five. Mm-hmm. And we lost this game on special teams, you know, plain and simple. I mean, yeah, we scored our goal on the power play, but you know, they got they got three basically on, on the power play. So. You know, two, two actually on power plays and one on a delayed penalty. So, you know, five on five, you know, we, we it's a pretty darn tight game. Now, you opted to go with uh, Trevor Miller to continue the second and third period and only allowing one goal on 23 shots, Drago with three goals on 13 shots. Talk a little bit about Trevor Miller's play because he had some crucial, crucial saves in this one where they were just actually just indescribable saves that he was coming out with. Yeah, Trevor. Uh, Trevor played fantastic for us. I mean, we knew we had to make a change, you know, try to switch things up and see if we could get some momentum going our way. And you know, it worked. You know, we we were able to kind of regroup and definitely rally for him, just kind of like we rallied for Drago. You know, a couple weeks ago up against Temple when we were down five to five to two or four to two at the, at that point. So, you know, um, you know, Trevor Miller played fantastic. He kept everything in front of him. You know, he missed one on a mad scramble, but other than that, he shut the door. And to shut the door on a very good Penn State team like that for 40 minutes, that's something that he can build off of. Well, losing this one uh, in uh, a valiant effort for you know the remaining uh, game after the first period, you guys take this one 4-1 to one at a loss, a crucial, crucial loss, and uh, it pretty much seals the deal for Penn State to hold on to that number two unless something freaky comes along with the rankings. But uh, is it safe to say you guys will be playing regionals to get into nationals? Absolutely, yeah. We we that was our shot to to get up to that coveted number two spot, but we're gonna, you know, now we're gonna be fighting for that number three spot, and you know what? That's okay too. Um, you know, you, you always like that. You'd always like that auto bid to kind of get there. To, you know, get there to nationals. You know, you always want to be able to call your parents and say, okay, we can drive to St. Louis now. But um, you know, we we've got a week. You know, we've got a month just to kind of rest and everything like that. But at the same point in time, you you get to stay sharp and you get to play. Um, you know, you, you get to either play your way in the nationals, and you know it's a, it's a weekend. It's full of stress, but it's also full of excitement, and the team really gets to bond. So, you know, we've done it the last three years, and you know, it's one of the things that we talked about in the locker room, and that was one of the things actually Nick Kios, our captain, said is, you know, it wouldn't be the UMBC way if we didn't go through regionals and do it the hard way. So, you know, off the off the New Jersey we go, and you know, we'll play anybody they put in front of us. Now, looking at uh, the way things are shaping up here, well, first off, you guys have Navy uh, this coming weekend. So first things first, and then we'll come back to the uh, the matcha playoffs, which we'll obviously talk in more depth next week. But, um, well, actually, maybe I should just say it right out right. Uh, Penn State's sitting at number one in the matcha north, and you your team's sitting at number one in the matcha south. What, are the, what is the likelihood of uh, your two teams seeing each other again in a championship game? Oh, God, I'd love that. I think the boys would love a second shot at them, and, you know, I think Penn State would like to play us again. They're good. They're good, hard-fought teams and games, and that'll be the last game 
that, that Penn State will play before they go to Nationals. It'll be a nice tune-up for them. But, you know, I think our guys want to prove that they can play with them and that they can beat them. And, um, you know, and hopefully we'll get that shot. All right. Well, now let's talk about the task at hand. You guys have the uh, crab pot, and uh, you know a lot more history on this than I do, but you're going to be going up against a uh, Naval Academy team that is currently sitting at number 13 in the ACHA D1 level. Uh, let's talk about the expected uh, <laughs> obstacle, I guess, that's in the way of this one. Thomas Creasel, uh, it's, he's their star player who has pretty much shattered records with the Naval Academy with two, uh, just about 200 points in under three seasons. Talk about what you're expecting to see out of this guy. Uh, he is he's an incredible hockey talent, so he's he's going to be very, very tough to deal with. He plays on, uh, on their top line. I believe Oberman uh, play, plays on their line. He's number nine. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're going to have our hands full, you know, no matter who we put out up there up against them. I think Yost is probably going to see a lot of the time up against them. We haven't figured out who his defensive partner is yet. You know, he's going to try to shut that line down. But, um, you know, I mean, they're, Navy's good. Just flat out and simple. Navy is very, very talented. They're fast. They're big. They're strong. You know, they love the physical game. That they play the Olympic sheet probably better than better than any other team that I've seen, just because they're on the ice all the time on that rink. Um, you know, that place is going to be packed to the gills. It's senior night. All the major executives and colonels and generals, or I don't know any of the officers' names, so I hope I didn't offend anybody, but. Um, you know, I know we're having a ceremonial drop of the puck. The admirals are going to be there. Um, you know, there's the 20 minutes of festivities, which actually I'm really looking forward to seeing. But um, it, it's going to be an exciting night. And, you know, I hope our guys can feed off that energy and and uh, and you know hopefully take it to them. But you know, shutting down Chrysler is not going to be easy. He's an amazing talent. I think he's the number one scorer in D1, which isn't something that the Naval Academy can say very often. But you know they're gonna say it proud this year because they got him and he's good. So we're gonna have our hands full. You know we had it, we had it a couple of years ago when we had you know Drew Hartcherick and Alex Post. People had to try to shut us down with those guys and teams got it done. So hopefully we'll be as successful as some of those teams were up against us. An interesting stat note here: Kreisel has 78 points and the second in points on that team is Dustin Overlander, who is, uh, needless to say, probably the Steve Eiserman to the Sergei Fedorov in this chance here uh, of describing it. But the one stat that does stand out to me, and I wonder if this is something you guys can play to, he leads the team not only in points but also in penalty minutes. Uh, currently he has 76, and uh, Travis Franklin, who has only 10 points, has 68. So uh, are you guys going to try to maybe draw Kreisel into uh, biting uh, into some penalties, or are you guys just going to try to play around him and contain him the best you can? No, we're going to play hockey, plain and simple. We okay. don't like to bait anybody into anything, <laughs> you know. And I'd rather let a sleeping giant sleep, you know. What I mean, uh -huh. um, I don't want to. I don't want to wake them up. You know, if we can get, if we can, you know, pop a couple of goals and things like that, and keep the game kind of close and just keep ourselves in. I mean. These guys are trained. These guys are trained. To, you know, after their four years at the academy, they're going to go off and they're going to, you know, they're going to be the the, the ones out there on the ships and the, up in the airplanes defending us. You know, and making sure that we can live the way that we want to live our lives. You know, they've been trained to, to kill and do everything else. The last thing I want to do is make them angry. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I just I, I I want them I want them just to be focused on playing hockey and doing mm -hmm. whatever they want to do in the neutral zone, not trying to take our guys' heads off. So. You know these these guys. Well, you know they 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 play hard. They play to the whistle. As soon as that whistle blows, they stop. 
you know, they're, they're, it could be a fun time on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. I was just trying to see what you'd say. I know you'd play, you know, a disciplined hockey game. Granted, you guys only took three penalties this past weekend, a solid, solid uh, disciplined contest. But uh, uh, what what are your thoughts on the uh, goaltending situation with Navy? Uh, you guys uh, feeling like you're likely going to see Andrew Mills or Paul Roche? Because uh, Mills posting up some solid numbers with a 234 goals against and a 92% save percentage, so nothing to shake a stick at. Who are you guys expecting in net, and uh, how are you going to work your offense this week? Because you know you guys were stymied to one goal this past weekend. What are you going to do to adapt? Yeah, I think we're just going to continue to to do the things that we do. You know, we th- we're going to throw pucks at the net. And we're going to go after the rebounds and. You know, we're gonna see if we can get a you know cycle out of the corner and you know do the things that we're that we're accustomed to. I mean, I think this was one of the first times in a long time that we've been held to one goal. So, um, you know, our offense has actually been eclipsing ever since mid-November at you know a little over five or six goals a game. So, you know, I've been actually pretty happy with it. But every once in a while, you're gonna find a nice bump in the road. You're gonna run into a good strong defense and. You know, the one thing that we're, you know is going to be going to our favor is we're going to find a lot more room out there on that Olympic sheet, and yeah, it's going to be really good at cutting time and space down for us. But you know, there's nothing, there's nothing like being able to you know get the puck on your stick, take a look up, and actually see you have some space. So I think we're going to find a little bit more confidence in our step. And you know, I mean, Navy's fast, they're big, but we're fast too. So we're going to be able to find some holes, um, you know, and hopefully get after them, whether they play Mills or Roche or. Whoever they whoever they want to put in that, I mean, I'm not going to expect they're probably going to play Mills, but you never know. Now, talk a little bit about the history of this uh, crab pot. Uh, it's the 36th annual, and um, talk about where UMBC has fallen into this, and uh, in, and how well they've represented. You know, whether you were the coach or in the past before that, how well has UMBC uh, shown in this crab pot? We have played in this actually once. This will be our second time. Uh, oh, that's all. I my, thought it was in, more than in, that. Well, in, huh. in my in my four years, oh, okay. uh, my first two my first two years, we were not in the crab pot. Uh, the year before I came down, UBC actually won the crab pot. Um, they beat Towson, and then they they um, they upset Navy in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, last year we beat Towson and we lost to Navy. In the championship game, and you know, I think our guys are going to want some retribution for that. And you know, we were kind of shocked that they put us as, as the first game. We figured that they'd maybe want to rematch, but you know, it, it uh, you know, it is what it is. We got we got to we got to get past them to, to win the thing. So whether you play them in the first game or the second game, it doesn't much matter. Well, um, the Battle of Maryland, and you know, uh, where do you guys see yourselves coming out in this one? Are you prepared for Navy? I mean, was Penn State kind of a wake-up call to kind of shake things up here in the week? Are you changing anything on your roster uh, going into this game as far as lines or you know, bringing up some scratched players? What are you doing to uh, be sure that your team is focused and ready to go? I think we're going to kind of just keep things, you know. Set. I mean, we, we, I think we got a wake up call. You had to, you know, you're, you're going to lose games from here and there. And, you know, let's not forget that this team is extremely, you know, we have three people, we're only graduating three people. And, yeah, it's three important people, but at the end of the day, it's three out of 26 kids. That means we've got 23 kids coming back next year that are going to have all these experiences and everything like that. So, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to walk through, you know, certain life lessons to really learn from it and, you know, and, and get better. So, you know, we're we're going to take our lumps, and, and that's perfectly fine. That's what we're going to do. 
in the next couple of weekends that's really going to try to tell our story. It's not going to be the losses from you know from here forward or either back, but so it'll be interesting. But um, if we can make it through Navy, you know, which is going to be a very true test, I think they're the best team in this tournament. Uh, I think we're the second best team in this tournament, but you know, I think we're going to find out the, if they're how much that difference is on on Friday night. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the uh, the regional picture. Uh, we'll, we'll slightly preview it here because I I mean we got uh, quite a few games between now and then. But uh, let's talk about rankings here. Right now, as things stand, uh, you guys are sitting at number three, uh, and you're likely going to sit at number three. Or uh, there was some grumblings that maybe there's a possibility that Bowling Green can overtake you guys. But um, where do you think you guys are going to finish? And who are you expecting to see in that uh, first first game? Because Sean, Sean Hoppy and I were talking in the booth that there's a good possibility it could either be Temple or Maryland, but who do you think it's really going to end up matching up with you guys and where you guys will end up? I think we'll probably end up at number three. Um, you know, we, we, we played Penn State pretty well. Um, I don't know. We didn't get blown out by any means. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. You know, we proved that, you know, they proved that they were better than us and that they that they're the – but they're the two, that they at least deserving of the two. We're deserving of the three right now. Bowling Green, I believe, got swept by Michigan State last weekend, mm-hmm. so I, I don't see them jumping us. Um, you know, we play a D1 team this weekend, and possibly two D1s, or you know, so I, I don't see the crab pot really being anything that that people are going to look at. So, especially with Navy being ranked in the top 15 in D1, so. Uh, win, win or lose, you know, I don't think we're going to move up or move down, uh, to be honest with you. But, you know, anything can happen. But uh, that 10 spot's wide open. You know, Toledo jump or drops uh, to unforeseen circumstances by them, you know, from numbers, I think it was from 6 to 9. Mm-hmm. And then they just beat West Virginia and Ohio in overtime. You know, and they're both unranked and don't have really any quality wins. So, um you know, it was, it was, those were surprising results. So, I mean, it's going to matter what they do up against, you know, Akron and whoever else they got this weekend. So it should be, I think it's Ohio State. So it's it could be interesting. You know, they lose one of those games, they could drop completely out. I mean, who the heck knows how people are going to look at them for, mm-hmm. you know, for everything that's happened in the second semester. Temple seems to be on a roll. It'll matter on what happens on Friday night. They play Rowan. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, that, that should be a really interesting matchup. So Maryland, Maryland didn't, un, unfortunately, ECU canceled their game, so they didn't get to, they didn't get to play any games and that hurt them. So, you know, they just beat, um, they just beat somebody, I forget who they beat, Delaware. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's going to get them back on the winning way. So it could really, it could be one of any of those three that we could play. So I think the chances are going to be Toledo, um, Temple, or Maryland. So, Either way, you've got two grudge matches and a team we don't know anything about. All right. Well, uh, this coming weekend, uh, do we expect to see any players in or out of the lineup, any any major roster changes, or are we just going in with what we had this past weekend? We're going to go in with what we had this past weekend and okay. just kind of uh, and go at it. So. Well, this is kind of tough to talk about because, I mean, we only had one game to recap and then only one game ahead. And, of course, we were going to want to keep as much material available to talk about for matcha playoffs and then regionals. So uh, is there anything right, well, else you want to add? <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't forget that, you know, win or lose will determine who on Friday will determine who we play on Saturday. It's That's a two-day right. tournament. So 
you know, we'll either have Towson or we'll have Maryland mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. And if that's, you know, if that doesn't set the stage for UMBC Maryland, <laughs> um, you know, on Saturday, and then more than likely we're going to play them next weekend in the first round of the playoffs, in the Mid-Atlantic playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if we stay at three and they sneak up to ten, well, they call that UMBC Maryland three weeks in a row. <laughs> Yeah, that would be something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd make my athletic department pretty pretty happy, especially if we won all three, but we'll see. That's a long ways away. Well, we have rivalries already, and if you want to add another one into the mix, that would be great if we can actually get this one on the map and more publicity. So hopefully you do see them three weeks in a row. <laughs> so, all right. Is there anybody out there that you want to give a shout-out to before we close out? You know, I, I do, actually. Um, I, I want to I wanna kind of shout-out to my folks uh I listening back home in Minnesota, they they, uh, they they contacted me this week and just said how um, it was great to actually hear about the team because I don't talk to talk about them all that much. So I'm glad you guys are listening, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon in St. Louis. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this evening, Coach, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Sounds good, Sergey. I appreciate you having me. All right, the boys will take on Navy this Friday at the McMillan Ice Arena in Annapolis, Maryland, in the Crab Pot, the 36th annual, and hopefully they will take a win away from the hosting Naval Academy and advance on to play, well, what we're hoping, I guess, is Maryland. So that action, of course, will be Friday, and then they will, if they advance, take on a winner on Saturday. So this has been David Stearns for Coach Vogelice Corner saying good night, everybody, and as always, don't stop believing. Take care.